0: Welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me Allie Brooke. I help the everyday woman grow her mindset and spirituality in her daily life in order to break comparison to the Instagram perfect lifestyle. Join me as we navigate the stress and anxiety of our daily routines and reclaim our power to cultivate our most authentic life. Let's start romanticizing the mundane together. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal. Podcast. Host me, Ali Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everybody! I hope you are kicking off the start of your week in excitement and happiness, or we're trying to get there at least. Um, I am so excited for today's episode. We have an amazing guest today, and we're going to be talking about all about preventing burnout, and regulating our emotions. So the amazing guest today is Janina Hamilton. She has a coaching certification in emotional intelligence, as well as self-care and boundary setting. She uses the techniques that she has learned, and she now makes herself a priority, resulting in better caring for her family and other responsibilities. Now she's sharing these techniques with other women who have perfectionist and people pleasing tendencies and supporting them to do the same without feeling guilty. And we're all here to try and do it together. So I loved this conversation with Janina. It was just, we had to like pause because we were running out of time and it was such an amazing, simple, impactful conversation where Janina really shares simple and tactical ways that we can work through our negative thoughts, process our emotions and communicate them effectively. And also setting really important boundaries in order that we can prevent burnout and really be intentional with our self-care. So I am so pumped for you guys to listen to this amazing episode. So let's get into it. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang, I have such a fantastic guest with us today, Miss Janina Hamilton. And we are going to be talking about amazing, wonderful things about how to help you with your mindset goals, how to emotionally regulate your system, and all the things in between. So Janina, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Do you want to introduce yourself to the Growth Mindset Gang? Well, first, Alec thank you so much for
1: having me. I'm really excited to be here, and I have loved everything that you've done. Oh, thank <laughs> you. To say that first. <laughs> Yes, my name is Janina Hamilton, and I help women, busy women, overwhelmed women um, who want to up their self-care so that they can avoid burnout, but just don't know how. Um, And that is a whole story. And if you're ready for me to get into it, I can do that.
0: (laughs) Oh, I am very ready. So let's let's just get off (laughs) onto the bandwagon here. So let's just dive into... What was your mindset journey? How did you get to where you are today?
1: Yeah. So, um, in 2018, I got married and I I married a wonderful man. Um, but he and I are both chronically ill. Mm -hmm. And so that comes with its own challenges beyond a relationship. Right. So, um, I learned after I left my job in 2018. Yeah. I guess we were married seven months. Um, that I wasn't really taking care of myself as much as I, I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And um, especially after the pandemic hit, like uh, when the pandemic hit, I was like, throw my, threw myself into a business. Cause I had a business. I started a business after I left um, my job and he, I got, it got to a point where my husband's like, you have got to figure out what you want to do that's not connected to making money he's like you have got to do that because I I had a whole I like a full-on meltdown it was like been (laughs) there for days
0: and Uh just
1: it was it was horrible he's like you have got to stop working so much because just because you have the time now Mm -hmm. to work on that doesn't mean that you should right and he is like hobbied down he's an artist uh he does like he does a little bit of everything um you know photography videography is like extra creative um now he's like locally sourcing clay and is making pottery you know all that kind of stuff right because he could you know that was just that was his way of of coping with his you know chronic illness so Mm -hmm know I also have a chronic illness and I really needed to have been doing the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, um, I was like, but I'm not creative. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like that was my block was I'm not creative.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know what that means for right. me. And so, um, I started like pulling little things that I had done from like high school. Like I, when I did have to take an art class for, um, for an elective because mm-hmm. I I was like all in the books it was ridiculous mm-hmm. I like with calculus in high school it was stupid mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. what, <laughs> like,
0: what, what am I what's the do last I time you used it? calculus like no offense to anyone who's doing calculus but <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I used I
1: love math and and that's what my um, I have a, I do have another business I have a bookkeeping business and mm-hmm. so that's where that came from that's what I mm-hmm. took from the law office that I mm-hmm. worked at Good. um so it it did come in handy you know mm-hmm. that my love of math but. Um, it didn't help me when I needed to decompress, right. right? When I needed to figure out what it was that, that lit me up. Um, my grandmother loves to crochet. So I had started doing that a little bit. And um, I had been baking a little bit before um, the pandemic and stuff. And he's like, okay, well, those are a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Start there. And so I did. And like those those few little adjustments and sitting down, you Know for 30 minutes a day in the middle of my day mm-hmm. to read because I enjoyed reading, but I completely stopped reading. Um, you said, I mean, you could see my chair back here if yeah. <laughs> you, know, yep. you were watching the video. Mm-hmm. That's my little spot, you know, and and little spot.
0: like it's, so it's, it's there.
1: Um, yeah, and there's we're in the sunroom, so there's three other windows in here, and you just raise all the windows, and it's like you're sitting outside. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um so i that was like the height of everything right and i was doing so so amazing i started the podcast and everything that's why it's called calming confectionery cuz baking was my thing um decompressing through hobbies cuz i had yeah. figured that out that was my thing right um and then last year my husband went in the hospital mm-hmm. um for 8 days was home for 10 and then went back in for another like 18, 16 oh, wow. or 18 or That's something like that. Yeah. And that completely wiped out everything that I had tried to do or had done and had accomplished for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, I had even kept up my self-care while I was at the hospital with him, like, mm-hmm. because I had a business, I could still, I could be and stay there with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, but when we got home, the, that taking care of someone else, it just, wiped yeah. everything out right
0: mm-hmm.
1: so um about I don't know eight or nine months ago um my husband was like well let's start a business together on relationship coaching and how they get you get through chronic illness and so he's like well let's take these certifications mm-hmm. well I finished mine on emotional intelligence right
0: mm-hmm. Love yes. that. yeah you were talking about that before
1: and yeah. yeah. you finished it that's amazing so I finished mine and I was like this stuff is too good not to share like I can't hold off and wait for you to finish yours, mm-hmm. so that we can do this nice. combination thing together I um that. I've got to start sharing it now and so mm-hmm. I picked the pod because I had stopped doing the podcast for a while just mm-hmm. because of everything that had gone on he's my podcast editor yes. <laughs> well mm-hmm. so, um so I picked that back up and that helped me the emotional intelligence certification helped me to pick back up where I had left off slowly at least um to pick my self-care back up. Um, I also now have a self-care and boundary setting certification. Mm-hmm. And those two things combined have become so powerful for me. Um like even now I like today I <laughs>
0: I told, I told you, right. I, I oh, yeah. was asleep right before <laughs> that's, that's right. We we're about, we had a report. We had a recording time at four 30 <laughs> and I was asleep before it <laughs> <A> nap <laughs> power nap. Yes.
1: But you know, it's, and it's important to know what your self-care is, what's good for you. Um, and so and knowing that I need those, those mental breaks Mm -hmm. in between um, caring for my own physical health from my chronic illness and caring for my husband's, you know, physical health from his chronic illness and, and not really caring for him because he's self-sufficient, but you know, there's still an amount of worry that comes and that's where self-care helps not, thinking too much about that mm-hmm. and leading to burnout because that's absolutely what happened I did have a moment there
0: mm-hmm. um because
1: we also got a dog in the middle of all of this a mm-hmm. puppy so um yeah she'
0: <laughs> always on the stories I'm like ah she <laughs> is on
1: the stories all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> I love my little puppy um but yeah about a month after we got her I had another meltdown and that was like another okay I've gotta I gotta do something about this
0: mm-hmm. um
1: and I'm trying to help women not get to that meltdown point mm-hmm. before they start addressing little tweaks that could be made to help them um, mentally and emotionally to care for themselves so that they are better equipped to care for others. And and that's what, like, the closeout for my um, my podcast is do what you want to do so that you can do what you need to do better.
0: Oh, <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great line. Thanks.
1: Yeah. It's important. I, it's, it's extremely important to to know who you are because we we tend to lose ourselves um, between career and, and family. And it's important to know who you are and what you want so that you can do those things better.
0: Yeah. And I honestly, just like everything you just said, I was like nodding the whole time. I was just like, yes, this is, <laughs> I completely agree with everything. And I want to touch on a few points because I love that you brought up that you can have hobbies that don't make you money. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. right now especially just in like the Instagram realm and TikTok it's like everyone like let's do a side hustle mm-hmm. um find something you know you just do your 9 to 5 and that's how you make your income but like What you do on the side so you can have supplemental income can be something that you love and enjoy, which is all well and good side hustles are great. They work for a lot of people, but then we get stuck in, we start to then lose the joy of whatever hobby that it was because now we feel the stress of, oh, it's a side hustle. I need to make money or whatever that it is. So I think it's really important when we're diving into the self-care realm is it's okay to have hobbies that are just for you to bring you joy. Like the same, I love to read too. Like I read anywhere I can find. I read on the train. I read on the weekend morning. Mm-hmm. I have my little sit spot too. And yes. I to sit with the sun shining and my coffee and that's my hobby. And I love it. And it's me time. And I don't, it's not for anyone else but me. And I'm not trying to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really crucial for women to sit down with themselves and be like, what do you like to do? What are your hobbies? Because I ask a lot of people that, you know, just a normal conversation, like what are your hobbies? And people don't really have the answer to them. Like the, we've kind of lost this idea of having hobbies where it's like, you get up, you go to work to make money. You do what you got to do. Then you come home. Maybe you have to take care of family members or significant others or what have you. And then you sit and watch TV, you binge Netflix, you scroll on TikTok or Instagram. I mean, we're all guilty of it. You know, one's perfect. Yeah. And then we fall asleep with our phone in our hand and that's it. And then I'm like, what do you, what do you do for fun? What do you like to do? And, you know, women are like, oh, I don't, I don't really know. And, you know, mm-hmm. some people say, oh, like I go to the gym, which is, that's a great hobby too. Like that's one of my hobbies is going to the gym, but that's yeah. kind of really the, the most common quote unquote hobby that I hear. And I'm like, what happened to having that slow down time of reading or drawing or like creating, building things, right? We yes. kind of, unfortunately in the technology age those hobbies have really ran away from us because our phones are just everything to us. They're like, why do I need a hobby to, you know, occupy my time where I can just, you know, go on social media and scroll for three hours and be (laughs) entertained. You know what I mean? So yeah, I definitely agree with like step one is like finding activities and hobbies that you like to do that are just for you. If you want to have a hobby where you make money, that's great too. But in order to feel very connected with yourself, to even get on a self-care journey, you have to create your hobbies. And like you said, and for many of us, I think the pandemic with that slow down when we were all quarantined and kind of stuck in our houses, Mm -hmm. that we had the time to think about what really matters and what kind of changes do I need to make in my life, right? Mm -hmm. And I started to realize one of the big things I learned from the pandemic is like, I don't have to take everything so seriously. Not everything matters, like 110%. Especially in my job, I started to realize that I was like, oh, like I need to give myself a lot of grace in this job. Like as a teacher, you think you have to do everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic really showed me, oh, I can be the best I can be. Maybe I give 80% that day because that's all I have or you know, 60%, but I'm giving it my all and like, that's okay. I don't have to be 110%. Every day. And I think us as women, we, we always grew up believing like you need to be the best all the time. And if you're not, you're going to let everyone down because our value comes from how we serve others. That's how we've grown up. And I've spoke about that a lot on the podcast with other people as well, because we all really resonate with that. And that's why I loved your ending line that you had to make sure, like you make sure you're okay and do what you want. Right. In order to be able to do what you need, because if you're struggling, if you're burnt out, if you have no energy for anything else, then you can't even enjoy the time that you have with others because you're so exhausted. So yeah. I want to kind of jump into the first kind of, I think, spark of burnout is definitely when our thoughts really take a hold of us because yeah. our thoughts are everything. And those thoughts are usually negative and kind of stuck in the victim mentality why me? Why is this happening? I have the worst luck. I'm so tired all the time. I'm so exhausted. I hate what I'm doing. Um, You know, I feel unproductive or imposter syndrome, all those negative thoughts rage through our heads. And since we're so stuck in that negative spiral all the time, that leads to eventually us feeling burned out. So Mm -hmm. how can women, because we want to prevent the burnout. That's the goal here, right? So how can women totally begin to control their negative thoughts
1: yeah so um I know we talked about this about Mel Robbins I love
0: mm-hmm. right
1: I love Mel Robbins I'm still getting great. I I need to order that other book
0: oh yeah the high five habit. The high yep, habit. Yep, I haven't yep. I haven't done
1: that yet um but the five second rule mm-hmm. right like when you hear the five second rule most people think of like you know what you can pick up off the floor, right
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> like Okay, I don't believe so listen. I don't it's believe that five a, second rule. If it's on the floor, but either name. I've been done. I'm not. It's done. It's in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Not, I, I, no, Okay.
1: I'll I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> like it depends on where it is. Like rope, if I've like, just cleaned, okay, maybe I'll pick it up. But that's fair.
0: That's fair. I've cleaned. That's also true. Yeah. If you clean it, then the five <laughs> second rule can perhaps apply. Yes. But you don't know, who cleaned it, it's it's done. We're done. It's done.
1: Um, but no, her five second rule is something that stops your thoughts
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then pu- 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 pulls you into action right mm-hmm. so um she said one day she was like um w- like walking by the tv and there was a, a rocket about to be uh, launched and mm-hmm. of course they count backwards from 10 right mm-hmm. and she was having a really rough patch in her life like her husband's second. Like in- restaurant was failing. Mm -hmm. Um, Her current business was failing and she really needed to be out looking for a job, but Mm -hmm. she was always hitting the snooze button and it was causing everything in the day to be just off. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: she realized that the reason she was hitting the snooze button was because she didn't want to face the day. Like Mm -hmm. she was so burnt out and over everything that was going on. So she took what that, what that rocket launch gave and started at five. Five, four, three, two, one, go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's the reason it's, um, you count down is because you can't go up. Like if you, if you go up, you mm-hmm. can keep counting. I had somebody oh, yes. ask me that. Like, mm-hmm. I, like <laughs> cause I was yeah, teaching. To go one, two, three, four, five. Yes, exactly. I had a client that asked me that. They were like, well, why is it not the other way? It's like, because you'll never take action. Keep going. <laughs>
0: There's yes. no stopping boy. You'll just keep going and keep procrastinating. Yes. So as soon as you realize
1: that negative thought, you've got to stop the momentum because your thoughts create your emotions. It's thoughts mm-hmm. than emotions. Mm-hmm. And so if you, once you pull that, pull that thought, stopping it, cause they're like, um, if you imagine like a road in San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. And you got a car that's got no brakes and, right? yeah. and or, or if it does have even if it does have brakes, you know, you're headed down one of those re- really sloped mm-hmm. roads. Um and the earlier you catch that car, that mm-hmm. thought, the easier it's going to to be, to stop it and turn it around to make it something positive. So stopping your emotions, as soon as you start feeling them, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of times we also feel them in our bodies, mm-hmm. um, you know, clinched jaw, um, raised shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used, I didn't realize this, but before, even before, um, I got married, I had, cause I didn't do like almost any hobbies before I got married. I was just like, I'm going to work, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And I went home like that was it. Yeah. Um, but I had somebody tell me one time, she's like, I want to just come and push your shoulders down, like mm-hmm. all the time. And I didn't realize how, how much it was like, and life was affecting me, you know, mm-hmm. until all of this happened. But anyways, sidetracked. <laughs> so five, four, three, two, one, acknowledge it, right? It's there. It's mm-hmm. there. But I created a process for, um, for you to turn that around mm-hmm. in 10 minutes or less. Um, I call it don't suppress process. Mm -hmm. Because one of my very first clients, we were talking about um, processing emotions. And she was like, well, how do I process these emotions without like getting deeper into them? Mm -hmm. Because when you start, when you think about process, you think about, you know, ruminating and meditating and and, and all of that. And that does sound like, oh my goodness, I'm just going to be creating more momentum. I'm almost at the bottom of the hill, off into the bay, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. kind of thing with these emotions. And so um, the process is is very simple. It's to write out what you, what what you're doing, you know, how you're feeling in three words. Like you count backwards from five and you either pick up your phone to to put it in your notes, or you call somebody that can witness you, you know, somebody that's going to say, man, I'm sorry, you're having a tough time. I'm here to listen, Mm -hmm. make sure it's that type of person. (laughs) Okay. Um, That is absolutely important Choose wisely. Yes. If you feel that you need to do that. Um, I had somebody do that with me the other day and it was like, man, that's really honoring to have somebody call (laughs) you and say, Hey, I need to just tell you what's going on. Mm -hmm. But three words, um, those three negative words, then you need to write down what is going to happen if you continue to feel this way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this is your acknowledgement portion, mm-hmm. right? Um, what is going to happen? And then you need to write three words that are opposite of the emotions that you're feeling. Because by the time you've sat down and and realized what pattern what what you're that you're on what path you're on. It's going to be easier to find those three words that are the opposite of how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And then you take one of them, just one of them, and start making action towards them, Mm -hmm. that positive thing. So now you've processed and understood why you're feeling the negative thing, but now you're also on your way to Mm -hmm. feeling positive. Mm -hmm. So... It's 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 so important to stop the momentum um, because the farther down the hill you are, the yep. harder it's going to be for you to stop it. And it's not that that negative feeling is not going to come back. They mm-hmm. say we're human; it's going to happen. Um, I mean, the number of times I've used this process myself, I can't count.
0: What's <laughs> right. even in a day? Honestly, sometimes
1: yeah, it, exactly. Um, so it's it's just that I can't emphasize enough how important it is to stop yourself in the in the moment. And I feel like. Um, a lot of women are not going to use this as much as they could, Mm -hmm. because it does feel like a self-care activity because it's taking you away from your family for a moment. It's taking Mm -hmm. you away from work for a moment, or if you have a business for a moment, it's taking you away to do that. But if you continue on that path, you're going to spiral in a way that doesn't allow you to be there for your family, for your job and for your Mm -hmm. business. So these types of little, um, journaling prompts and and activities are part of your self-care because self-care like you know has been talked about is it's not bubble baths mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. I mean, I like a good, love a good bath. I, I will. That's I will so much
0: that. more. That's like, just like the surface level self-care. It's like it, getting it's your absolutely. nails done, getting a bubble bath, getting like your face, like a facial, you know what I mean? Like yes. going to the spa. It's great, but it's like temporary. Absolutely. It's a temporary band aid over what actually needs to be done. I think that needs to be
1: like the icing. If you're yeah. making a cake, your mm-hmm. self-care is cake.
0: <laughs> the I love where this is going. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, it needs yeah. to be icing. And, the, you know, and like, there's so many people that, um, you know, I was talking about comparison the other day. It's like mm-hmm. comparing what you do with, for your self-care with what your friends are doing for self-care is so toxic you can, to yourself. You cannot do that. If your friends can afford to go to day spas or weekend spas or whatever, and completely forget about whatever is going around, let them do that. But that is not what's going to help your mental health, your emotional health. You have got to figure out what that is for you and what you are like in your space at the moment.
0: Yeah. And I couldn't agree more with that because it's so important to realize like it's called self-care for a reason. So it's about you. What works well for you? What do you have time for in your schedule? Whatever your life looks like, whatever your finances may look like, what's going to work for you? Because yeah there's some days where I love go getting my nails done. And I like, you know, that peace and quiet of just getting them done. Maybe getting a little back massage is all well and good, but I don't do that every single day when I need self-care. My self-care every single day is reading on the way to work to kind of get, you know, my mind, right? So I'm not just staring at my phone immediately when I get up for my day to start. Or self-care can look like me going to the gym after work because that's where I relieve my stress and stuff like that. It's different for everyone. So it's really important, I love that you brought it up, that don't compare yourself to, you know, other people's self-care. I kind of talked about this in another episode where it was interesting how, everyone has these like the good morning self-care routines that you see on like TikTok and Instagram reels and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got caught in the loop of like, oh, like I wish I could have a morning like that and take care of myself like that. But that's just not what my morning is. Like I got to get up when it's dark, (laughs) like it is 520 and I got to get up, get ready, catch a train and then go work in New York city. You know, like that's my routine. And if you want to have that morning routine, that's beautiful and wonderful. But It's okay if that doesn't work for you or you don't have the time to do it. Do what works best for you. That's the whole point of self-care. You're taking care of yourself and whatever routines and habits are going to fit with your personality, with your time management, with the time you have allotted, with your routine, the type of lifestyle you have, other responsibilities you may have. So it's really important not to get discouraged when you see all these curated, you know, self-care routines and you're like, I can't do that. Am I terrible at self-care? No, you just got to find what works for you. And to backtrack what you talked about with um, kind of deregulating your negative thoughts. I think that's such a wonderful process because especially with people who live with anxiety, man, once that negative spiral goes, it's, it, keeps, it gets going and going and going and you ruminate, you ruminate and you stay there, you stay there. And that's where like, you know, the kind of dissociating happens, the heart palpitations, the I need to get up and leave, the fight or flight sort of deal happens because we're not taking the moment to stop and really use our internal dialogue. I think that's one of the biggest things that I learned in therapy is internal dialogue is everything that's calming yourself down. That's doing the five, four, three, two, one that's doing one of the things I used to do is it was like the five senses. It's like, okay, when you're feeling negative thoughts or anxiety, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, one thing that you see, you know, one thing that you smell, whatever, just kind of to bring you back. Because when you go through the negative thought spiral, you like, I always envision myself like me leaving my body and just like going in like this spiral and doing those things like that and processing your thoughts brings you back down to earth because your brain lets itself get away. From you because its job is to make sure that you survive. So, anytime there is a danger, like a modern danger that we perceive, our brain goes into that fight or flight how can I survive this? Where our brain hasn't really caught up with like modern time because our brain is so used to, oh, I need to run away from this bear that's going to eat me when we were hunters and gatherers and things like that. And that, that's why I, I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, that makes so much sense because that's what it feels like when we experience stress now, because our brain has not deciphered, oh, there's not a bear chasing me right now. I'm just afraid that I made a mistake at work, but your brain doesn't know that difference. It just thinks danger. Okay. So this is what's going to happen. And it's your job. Okay. To bring yourself back. And I think it's so important, like you said, to process the emotion, but don't get stuck there because we're talking about, oh, it's really important to acknowledge your emotions, but we got to move through them, right? And I love the process of, okay, how am I feeling right now? What are the three words that I'm feeling? And then flip it, take action on it. Okay, what are the three opposite words? Let me choose one and take action on that one to get you out of that emotion because you didn't suppress them. You didn't just hide them away because we don't want that because you'll eventually explode, it will happen, right? Well, we've all had breakdowns because of that. And then we also don't get too far into the emotion, too deep into it where we stay there for far too long and let our emotions get in the way of whatever that we need to do. Because true intelligence of getting through and navigating life is emotional intelligence. That's everything because if you are intuitive with your emotions you're able to respond to life rather than always react to life and go to worst case scenarios and let the anxiety and anxious thoughts win or the negative thoughts win all the time so is there any other ways besides um your process that you spoke about or whatever tips or advice that you can give to women to process their emotions. If they're feeling either s- really stuck in them right now, or they're completely avoiding them.
1: Yeah. Um, I think what's uh, something else that's really important is if you do have, a uh, you know, a significant other, someone that's
0: mm-hmm.
1: around you every day <laughs> to, to express to them and tell them mm-hmm. where you're at. Um, I, I don't know, why we don't, you know, if we're supposed to be in this, you know, intimate relationship with mm-hmm. <laughs> this, your significant other, then you should be able to freely tell them, hey, when I get home from work, I need 20 minutes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, like hey, before we go to bed, I I need 20 minutes, you know, or, or mm-hmm. even if it's five minutes, what whatever it is, communicate mm-hmm. with your significant other, or even if you have a family and your ch- you have children. Mm-hmm they need to know that when mommy sits at this place
0: Mm -hmm. in this chair (laughs) yes
1: or you know and and designate that for yourself it's like like it's really difficult to um just start something without communicating Mm -hmm. uh with those around you that that's what what you're doing and that's a tough conversation um so maybe using the process For the spiral, because there's gonna be a spiral of thoughts and emotions mm-hmm. about what could happen, like what you were saying with those those fears that that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, when the intelligence training, they're called imaginary fears, and so your okay. brain continue, it, they're harder to come down from when because they are they're not there and tangible. Mm-hmm. But what you were saying about processing and getting all of that to get you know. Get, stopping that spiral, that makes so much sense. You know, you have to figure out on your own what to do, but back to the, uh, you know, your others in your household, you've got to let them know that mm-hmm. this is where it's heading. Um, and then most times what ends up happening is they're like, Oh, okay, whatever.
0: We'll yes. take care of that. It's honestly, you build this up to like, Oh, I have to have this conversation because, um, like, cause then you start to not in like a mean or nasty, but like low-key kind of resent them because like, oh my God, I come home yes. and you're in my face, get away from them. Then You That's when you kind of explode and you're like, get away from me. Uh, like I'm in a bad mood. Just leave me alone. Where to even avoid that, just communicate. I had to tell my significant other, Nate, like I co- I teach all day. I'm talking to people all day. I hear my name 20,000 times a day. And I told him I, when I come home, I literally said I need like like 20 to 30 minutes to just like come back and like sit in silence and just relax and just be with myself because I thought about it a few weeks ago and I was talking about, I was like, you know what? I'm surrounded by public, like for most of my day, because I take the train that's public transportation. I take the subway public transportation. I then teach all day. And then I walk back to the train. So I'm just in, you know, public on the street. And then I get back Mm -hmm. on the train and I'm in public. And then sometimes, and then I go to the gym and I'm in public. So I'm not able to really get back into myself until like, obviously that I'm home and I'm sitting on the couch where I'm finally like, wow, I'm by myself. So I would feel very just like overwhelmed and just like, I need a minute. And he would come and, you know, try and talk to me. And I'd be like, no, or just give him like very short, irritated answers. (laughs) And then finally, again, talking and I talked, I talked about this with my therapist and I was like, what do I do? Like, why am I so angry when I come home and he just wants to talk to me? And she said, well, because you spend most of your day talking. So just tell him, like you said, give me 20 minutes and I'm all yours. Like I, you need to set your boundaries, especially when you live with your family too. Like when I used to live at home, I told my parents that because I started teaching when I was living at home. And I, I even told my mom and dad, I was like, when I come home, you just gotta, you gotta give me 20 minutes. I'm gonna go up to my room. I'm going to sit. And then when dinner's ready, I'm going to come back down and I'll talk to you because I'll come home and they'll ask me like 20,000 questions yes. and I'm just like, you know, parents, you know. And so I had to tell them, like, I love you guys, but um, I need, I, I need, I need a minute. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out. I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional and so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise and BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential i actually used BetterHelp when i started my therapy journey it was one of the first options i looked at because i felt like i was so busy all the time when would i have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy and i remember i took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing. Right. And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will. Switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone and they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress because you guys know we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life and talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash TheGrowthMindsetGal. That's BetterHelp.com slash TheGrowthMindsetGal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy the services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. So a lot of women have been talking to me both in Friends and both with, you know, the Growth Mindset Gang about kind of taking a step forward in their life. A lot of people say that they feel stuck because of the burnout right now, because of struggling with, you know, regulating their emotions and their negative thoughts. And that kind of ties into making big moves and taking risks in your life for the better. And so do you have any tips or advice for them if they're thinking, Hey, I want to maybe change something in my life, in my career, my relationships, how can they make the taking of risks seem less scary? Um, start small. Mm -hmm. I
1: I think that's the best (laughs) way to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to start with small changes. And that includes doing things for yourself, you know, because, you know, making a big change, like a career change or moving or something like that is huge. It's a huge change. But if you haven't started, like, building that that confidence wall and the decisions that you make, um, it's going to be more difficult. So taking little steps to make small changes and realizing that those little decisions really do help you as a person, mm-hmm. um, that that big change
0: mm-hmm. will
1: also help you to be a better person. Um, And I mean, I can go back again to the five second rule, like if you feel compelled to make that big change without even Doing smaller things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can just do it. <laughs> like I don't. There's, as there's, Nike would say, as, yes. "as
0: simple as that." Just, just,
1: just do it. Way. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fill out that application. You know, go drop off your resume. Go mm-hmm. drive to another city that you've never been to. Just go ahead and do it. If you never know where it will lead until you try it. Um, but if you feel like you need to build confidence, then start small.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't like that literally is everything that I've also been thinking about, too, because I'll be I'm going to be doing a big move in a career change. And it was scary for a while because, you know, I've been working at my school for six years. Like I've I've been there since the beginning of my career. And right now I live on Long Island. Um, but my significant other, um, Nate, his family, they live in upstate, you know, in the Albany in the capital area. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to move upstate just for a different lifestyle, slower, calmer, yes. and things like that. And also just Long Island, it's, it's like gum expensive to live here. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And so we, and we have a future life that we are envisioning together. And When we first started talking about moving, I was like, yeah, but it's like a couple of years away. So you're like, "Woo, gun, ho about it? So excited. But then as the time is creeping in, then you get that, oh, feeling that feeling in your stomach. We're like, oh, this is like, it's happening. Like, I need to start getting it together. And it was really scary to even just look on like, you know, websites and apply. Like that was like my, that scary, like little baby step that I had to take to really put into motion of like, I can do this. And like you said, submit that application. I just started going on different types of websites for teachers in that area. And I just started applying. My resume was uploaded, had the cover letter, and I just started applying. And the more I applied to these jobs, the easier it felt. Right. And the better it felt taking those steps. And then Nate and I, we went upstate and we looked at apartment complexes. Hey, where do we want to live? That's a step. All right. Where are different places that you want to go and live in this area? And seeing where maybe we would live made it feel you know more real and actionable. And we can do this. And I think a lot of people get kind of stuck here in the change they want to make. Because they're not really afraid of, everyone says, oh, I'm afraid of failure. I don't really think that's all the way true. I think people are afraid that other people are gonna notice that they failed. That's what it is. Because if you fail and no one notices, you're like, oh, okay, I made a mistake. That's fine. I can try something else and take another step. But the real fear is, oh, I'm afraid to take this step, whether it's changing a career, moving to a new city, starting a business, whatever that you wanna do or changing relationships, everyone is afraid of what are others going to think of me?
1: Yep. I absolutely. That's what stops them. Oh, I agree with that. I really do so much. Um, People pleasing is just Mm -hmm. another thing that, that especially women have to deal with. We, we Mm -hmm. always, always think about what other people are going to think about every decision that we make in our lives, instead Mm -hmm. of thinking about what we want to do with our lives um, I mean, there is always going to be a certain level that we do need to think about how our decisions affect other people, mm-hmm. but to the point where it affects them, to where you don't do something that would that is not going to negatively affect anyone at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, is anybody going <laughs> to die? War
0: situation? You know, yeah. <laughs> anybody
1: going to bleed? You know, yeah. No, no one's going to. It's it, it's your decision, and. And they in like like we were talking about before with you know talking to your significant other about things, nine times out of ten, it blows over. If somebody says, "Oh, I can't believe you made that you you made that move," I can't believe you changed that job. In a week, they're gonna have forgotten about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're only doing that because they can talk about you at the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. They're
1: not gonna be there for you mm-hmm. if something happens you have to be there for you. So you have to make sure that you are doing what you want to do and protect your own emotions and mindset so that you can move forward and be happy in the decision that you made. Mm -hmm. It's your choice.
0: Yeah. I always say to myself too, I'm like, who's paying the bills? You know what I mean? Like if you want to make any type of life change, especially with career or just like maybe moving somewhere else or something like that, it's like, who's paying the bills that that's whose opinion matters in this scenario. Mm -hmm. Right. And People, they do, like you said, they do get over it where like, I'll even give an example. When I first said I was going to move upstate, my parents weren't exactly thrilled because, you know, they're going to miss me. That's their, that's their thing. I'm their yes. kid. They're going to miss me. But I'm, I I had a lot of conversation with them of how important this is for me and my next step. And when you communicate that to people, rather than getting defensive and being like, oh, well, then you don't love me if you don't support me or whatever that it is. Mm -hmm. And having a calm conversation and communicating your emotions effectively with people and and hearing their side too, that you understand like, oh, they're actually happy for me and they're supportive. They're just going to miss me. And that's all that. That's where the reaction was coming from. And now they're better with it. And they're excited for me to move upstate and all the things. So if at first, you know, you make a change and people have like a negative reaction, like you said, Give it time. Maybe that was. It has nothing to do with your decision, and has to do with them and how they feel about whatever decision that you're making. And mm-hmm. what always blew my mind, the thing that I always remembered about taking risks or just doing, making any choices in life, because I was always afraid. I had big people pleaser of oh, like what are so and so going to think? I don't want to. Dis- the big thing was disappointment. Mm-hmm. And when I realized, and of course, this comes with time and age and things like that and experiences. I've come to realize no one actually cares about what you're doing. Everyone cares about what themselves are doing. So you think if you're going to make a change or take a risk and in your life that you want to do, that's going to better you. And you're afraid, Oh, what are other people going to think? They actually don't care as much as you think that they care. They're worried about their own trials and tribulations that they're doing with their own life. And if they do have a negative reaction. It doesn't have anything to do with you. It has to do with what's going on in their life. Yes. Yep. You hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, and it's so, so, so important to take those baby steps because it is scary, mm-hmm. right? But the more steps you take, the more confidence you build in yourself to then take that risk. And then you start to realize like, oh, I can catch myself. I can rely on myself and you won't know if you can do those things if you stay in that comfort little bubble that you built for yourself. <laughs> you don't know if you can if you can catch yourself and you know be resilient if you don't step out, even if it's this tiny, smallest little baby step. You don't know, like you said, you don't know unless you try. Yep, absolutely. Totally agree with you. And so with talking about burnout this entire <laughs> episode. how then can women start to notice it's this, this episode is kind of all all about like preventative care. What can I do to prevent myself from getting to this burnout? So Mm -hmm. how, how can women do any sort of activities or journal prompts or coaching or whatever that it is to help them notice that they're starting to get into burnout and how to prevent them from even getting there in the first place?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I always say that if you feel like you're on the brink of burnout, it's inevitable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like if you are, if you have, if you, if you spiraled that far, um, it it's it's gonna happen. Your body is going to make you force stop now, mm-hmm. and you it, where it could be prevented with five minutes a day,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right? Um, I I am a firm believer that self care, whatever that looks like for you. Um, I I say write down three to five things, you know, that can take five minutes, three to five things that can take 10 minutes, three to five things that can take longer than 10 minutes. That way you can have like a menu almost Mm -hmm. of things that you can do in your house at the moment um, for your mental and emotional health um, every day. Mm -hmm. Because if you skip a day, There's, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be an excuse Mm -hmm. that you can give for not taking care of your mental health, but because there is always something to do. Mm -hmm. But you have to put yourself at the top of the list. Yeah. And, um, as selfish as that can sound, it's not at all. Mm -hmm. It just isn't. Because if you don't take care of you even if it's in that five minutes, I, I I can't emphasize this enough, ladies. <laughs> talk to the audience. Listen here. up. No. <laughs> Self-care does not have to take more than five minutes a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you start at five minutes a day, you're going to start craving more of it. Yep. And when you, want, when you crave more of it, then you are willing to have those hard conversations, those tough conversations with people who need to know what you need hmm So having that menu to where, when you feel a little agitated, like Allie was saying, when she came home, she would, would feel tense. You know, you knew that you were headed somewhere that you didn't want to be yep. right. So knowing and having something that you can do and pick up and say, Oh, I'm going to do that right now. Cause I have five minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to do
1: that right now. Cause I have 10 minutes throughout the day especially if you because I mean I I don't have children but I know for you if you do have children (laughs) that they are around you all the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel for parents yeah um and and Allie probably feels this way too uh you know with being at school and being around children eight nine ten hours a day Mm -hmm. um they don't be quiet they do do (laughs) not close their mouths <laughs> yep mm-hmm. and you just need the silence mm-hmm. so those things that you can do in those times and I know a lot of a lot of women uh, a lot of mothers they use their children's nap time yeah or something to do um so usually they clean and and stuff like that and like don't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> you have just been caring for this kid for for, for the past four hours yeah. you need to sit down yeah. <laughs> sit down yeah. Sit down. And even if you sit down for five minutes first and then clean, mm-hmm. you've taken care of yourself first.
0: Yeah. Then that's everything, especially when you do have a stressful lifestyle, it could be stressful from your job. It could be stressful because you have your household or whatever it is having that set menu. Like you said, for the five or 10 minutes that you have each day. Oh, okay. I got my free five to 10 minutes. I know what I'm going to do, you know, on yeah. Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And it, you don't even have to think about it because I think people get stuck with, okay, I have five to ten minutes. So what do I do? What am I supposed yeah. to do? I, I have free time. How am I supposed to use that free time? And then what happens is we don't know what to do with our free time, so we just go on our phones and we're like, all right, I'm going to scroll or whatever or watch you know TV or something like that, mm-hmm. and not use those five to ten minutes productively for our mental health. Yeah, right? because it's okay that. Hey, some days, you know, I'm going to come home and maybe watch, you know, your favorite show. That's fine. That's your self-care. Like some days when I come home, I don't go to the gym. I know I'm going to come home and I have an hour to myself. And what do I do with that hour? I know I'm going to watch one of the, you know episodes on any of the shows that I need to catch up on because mm-hmm. that's my time. And I don't want to think, I just want to be in the moment and enjoy TV. That's fine. Right. We're not saying, oh, well, every self-care needs to be like productive and you can't like go on your phone at all or watch TV at all. Cause that's not self-care that's okay. You can do those things, but be intentional with that self-care. I know for, it's an hour and that's it. Like I'll watch an episode or two and then I got to start making dinner or whatever I have to do. Mm -hmm. Or if you're going to be on your phone, okay, I'm going to be on it. I'm going to set a timer for 10 minutes. And then Mm -hmm. after the 10 minutes, then I'm going to maybe do something else. That's going to help me be intentional with the electronic use. If you want to use it for your self-care time. (laughs) I absolutely love that. You just said, set a timer. Hmm.
1: And, and not, not even just for the limit that you're going to use your electronics. If you're so, if you're really worried about the self-care time, even mm-hmm. set a timer for your self-care, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: do it. Yeah. You know, like you will be surprised how long five minutes can be, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what you can do for you in five minutes, but keep trying to keep a mental five minutes. Oh, is no. going
0: to cause so much trauma. It's <laughs> like, okay, I have 10 minutes to do self-care, but then like you lose, you just lose track of time. Yes. So setting a timer can just be like, that's holding yourself accountable. That's mm-hmm. keeping yourself in structure. Cause some people are like, oh, like self-care is so away from me because I love structure and being on a routine and doing things at a certain time set a timer for your self care yes. it doesn't take it does not take away from the self care it keeps you on track with the self care because i think about that all the time like wh- wh- why did we shy away from timers i mean like in my class period i have 40 minutes with them they I set a timer so we can get things that we need to get done. There's nothing wrong with being on a timer or setting an alarm. If you know you got to get from A to B to C, if you got to do things. And we live busy lives. I mean, many of us who even have a household, it's always a two income, right? Both you and your significant other, we're, we're all working, right? And then we all have to come home and then do, you know, the house responsibilities, whether it's cleaning and taking care of kids. We all have so much responsibility now. So we have a lot more busy lives than we used to. So that's okay. We now have to adapt to that in our routine. And like you said, making that, you know, menu of this is a self-care activity I'm going to do when I have five minutes, this is a self-care activity I'll do if I have 10 to 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and then work from there. And I love how you said before, the more you start doing your self-care, the more you're going to crave it. And I was like, Ah, oh, someone put into words, someone just put it into words because I look forward to, even though I don't like going on the train, I know when I hop on that train, I'm like, all right, yes, I, ha- I can read for an hour. Like it's just me mm-hmm. sitting in the seat. No one's bothering me. <laughs> and then I can just sit and read. And I look forward to on the way home. I actually look forward to the, I have like a 20 minute walk and I use that walk. And I have in a podcast going and I'm moving my body. I'm getting to that train. I look forward to those walks because it helps me decompress from the day. So the more you, like anything, the more you do it, the more you do self-care, the more you're going to enjoy it and look forward to it. And then perhaps all of a sudden it was five minutes of self-care. Then all of a sudden, oh, wait, I need, I need 15. Oh, wait, it turns into 30 minutes. Oh, wait, it turns into an hour because you start to enjoy it and you realize that taking care of yourself, it's possible and it's not selfish and you deserve it. Yep, absolutely. could have said it better. <laughs> you know, that's at the end of the day, that's, that's really what it comes down to is realizing, especially yes, as women, like realizing what we deserve because we really count ourselves out. We really mm-hmm. do, unfortunately. So for everyone's listening, like you deserve it. You deserve the self-care. You deserve the free time to enjoy yourself.
1: Yep.
0: And you don't need this
1: permission for us, from us, oh. but if you
0: need it, it <laughs> if you want it, here it is. You exactly. want it, we gave it to you. Yes. I know it's always funny when I see like posts where it's like, here's your permission to do it. And I'm just like, oh, I didn't really need it, but like, I kind of needed it sort of yes. thing. So like we're not saying you needed the the permission but if you wanted it we got you here we are that's it so <laughs> so Janina, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I enjoyed this conversation. It's going to help so many um, people who are listening right now, helping the Growth Mindset Gang. So do you want to plug any of your stuff where can people find <laughs> you, follow you, any of your offers, your podcasts, all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you having me. I've been listening to your podcast and I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, I um, the journaling process I use a text messaging service to deliver it. That way the um, the photo gets saved to your phone so that you need it. Um, it is there. So um, Allie does have the link for that. You just put the, click the link and it'll open the um, messaging app on your phone and it'll take you through prompts um, for you to get that sent directly to your phone. Um, I'm kind of like moving away from email because email is hard to me.
0: Right. Like e- email is like
1: blowing my mind right now setting up the email
0: list and like making the email look all pretty yes i Um, I can't with that right now and so um
1: that's that's part of my business self-care is i'm not doing that
0: so xms (laughs) honestly Text messaging is more efficient in this day and age, anyway. It,
1: it really is. It really is. And so I, I do also send um, once you, I, I get that number, um, mm-hmm. I send weekly like encouragement through through that text service. Um, I do have one-on-one coaching, um, and I, I don't think I gave you that link. I'll have to remember to give you oh, that yeah. after okay. this. I got you. Um, so I have um, an application for that. I do ask that you apply. I want to see where you are and what your goals are, um, mm-hmm. just to make sure that we do align before. before we move forward with that one-on-one coaching. And I do also have a um, quiet your inner critic 30 minute call um, where we go through and see where your inner critic is the loudest, like what area of your life it is. Um, Then we use an NLP technique to neutralize it. And then we give you a personalized affirmation to um, turn it around uh, for you so that you can start using that every day. Um, three to five times a day every day yep (laughs) or at least 21 days before you Mm -hmm. see the results. like Mm -hmm. people like oh I I did it and it doesn't change it's Uh -uh. like okay 21 days 21 days Yes, at least 21 days 21 Mm -hmm. to 30 days before you start feeling it so um I have all those to Allie so that you can see and check out what it is how we want to work together because I would really love that's my new mission you guys (laughs) Is, is to help you to uh, avoid burnout because like it, it costs you more energy to burn out than it does for you to take that five minutes for yourself every day. Mm-hmm. It just does.
0: Love that. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, like you said, I, now I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and again, Janina, thank you so much for joining me and everything. You've all your links to your Instagram, all your services. Podcast. Oh, well,
1: that's right. I forgot. Oh, I'm you're... calling on Yeah.
0: I was going to say, wait a minute. Yes. yes. <laughs> <On Instagram. laughs> yeah. I will put, I'll put all of that yes. in the show notes so you can go find her, go love her content. And if you loved this episode, you know, tag us in it, share it on your stories. We'd love to hear from you and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. growth mindset gang i have an amazing offer to share with you i have recently created a mindset coaching program now if you're listening and you struggle with imposter syndrome people pleasing overthinking needing external validation low self-esteem indecisiveness perfectionism fear of failure or lack of confidence this coaching program can be aligned and serve you with this coaching program, you would sign up with me for three months to receive a one-on-one coaching via Zoom. We would meet either weekly or bi-weekly for 45 minutes to about an hour and really get clear on your mindset journey and what's the woman or who's the woman you want to become. Along with the weekly or bi-weekly Zoom calls with me. You would have a daily accountability messaging with me via Slack. So I do my daily check-ins with you and see how you're doing with your progress in between our sessions. You will also have access to the resource library that I will create where I will give you journal prompts. I will give you weekly self-reflection templates. I'll give you even book recommendations or we do a little mini book club together with a self-development book. Also, I'm going to be creating a Facebook group to also grow a community in this mindset coaching program. And if this feels aligned with you, you can also receive a huge investment discount if you are the first three to sign up with the three-month coaching program. If you are interested in this coaching program, you feel aligned, or you just want to talk to me and test it out and see if it it works for you, you can click the link in my show notes to fill out a Google form to share with me what you want to work on and who's the woman that you want to become, how do you want to grow your mindset and fulfill and improve your mindset journey. And I will contact you. We hop on a discovery call for an hour and we talk about what are you struggling with right now? right where do you want to see yourself in three months and i create a unique program just for you and i'm here to be your coach your supporter and help you in your journey so if this sounds amazing with you or you just want to see and test it out fill out that form and when you fill it out i'll contact you right away and help create a wonderful program to create your most authentic self Okay you guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, thank you so much for listening and Rating, subscribing, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts and following me on Spotify. If you haven't already done so, please follow me on Spotify and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world. Make sure to go follow Janina Hamilton. She has amazing stories and posts on the daily. I follow her and I love everything that she posts. We actually met each other because we're both part of the Boundless Audio Network. And so I love collabing with her and just sharing our stories together. And I hope you enjoyed it too. So if you did, Share with a friend. Make sure to tag us in your stories. Make sure you'll follow Janina. Make sure to take a look at her services. She has amazing one-on-one coaching service. She also has so many wonderful freebies and courses to look at. And thank you guys for tuning in and listening. I know there's plenty of (laughs) Mindset Podcasts out there. So again, always thank you for all the wonderful, amazing love and support. And remember, grow your mindset. And look how far you'll go. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Part of the Ballas Audio Podcast Network.